Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. Today we're talking about physical death. Death is change, right? It is. It's transformation. Yeah. So whatever that is, that always comes with a bit of grieving because you have to let go of the old to welcome in the new. It's tinged with sadness, even though it's mm-hmm. also tinged with hope. That's right. It's part of our reality right now. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we're always processing. All of our stories involve death, even our childhood stories. And yet we're not feeling very good about it ever. I know as humans, we have faced death, if you believe in past lifetimes. We've died many times, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're not good at it because we fear, as you said, the grief. We fear the sadness. We see all of those things as such negatives to the extent that we will do anything to avoid them. What upsets me when I think about my own death is the people I will hurt in dying. When I think of someone else passing away that I love, that's always been a lot more of a fear. It is like any other ending, except it's an ending that feels finite rather than for example a fight with a friend or whatever it always feels like there's the hope of reconciliation re-meeting mm-hmm. whereas with death without the absolute faith that there's an afterlife of some kind mm-hmm. there's always a chance it is the final that's it that the final mm-hmm. that's it exactly yeah. yeah death can be so powerful as a tool because it allows you sometimes to take jumps and take risks and actually live. Yes, because it moves you out of your complacency. Right? Yeah, shutting down mm-hmm. and just staying in safety. Yes. I wonder whether that's the real death. Well, so. it's not living. It's more of a paralysis. You're yeah. really just shut down. Then yeah. you're between yeah. life and death. Because death is very much linked to the fabric of time, that idea that time is running out. So it's part of our living story. It's a fear, mm-hmm. but actually in a lot of ways... If you look at it slightly differently, it can be really fucking freeing. Oh, completely. When we detach the significance that we put on this experience of the physical realm, not just happiness, but joy, not just lust, but love. But what happens is that sometimes we become so invested in the experience that we forget that death is an inevitability. And then we begin to fear it. The polarity Mm -hmm. of life gives us rise to polarize everything. Even if we explain everything just is. Mm -hmm. Even if we explain everything's grey, you're going to get to a point where we look at but life and death is polarised. Yes. Until we turn around and go, all right, actually, let's then deconstruct (laughs) this one too. Because how can we, Mm -hmm. in every episode that's passed and in every episode to come, Mm -hmm. say it's not about right and wrong, it's not about black and white, Mm -hmm. everything just is, when the very fabric of our existence in our reality Mm -hmm. is life and death. If we can't be certain about life, and if life can be in the grey, and if being alive can be in the grey, then maybe being dead can be too. We have that a bit ingrained in us about death, because we don't know necessarily what happens. And who really knows the definitive answer? No. What's funny is that as humans, Mm -hmm. we are most scared of the unknown. And if you remove death for a second in that, we don't know how someone's going to react to us. We don't know if we're fully lovable. Mm -hmm. The unknown can mean pain or pleasure. Mm -hmm. The unknown can mean acceptance or rejection, right? And again, you can deconstruct each one of those things back and back and back. But eventually you get to the final one, which is life and death. Mm -hmm. And death is an unknown. So just like black and white, Mm -hmm. you can see a lot of our 
fears in everyday life really coming back down when it's purely distilled to death. Just as I'm scared if I send a text message to someone I fancy, I don't know what the response is. Mm -hmm. Just as I see the world in black and white, right and wrong, Mm -hmm. I see the world as life and death. So I can distill a lot of my core fears, a lot of my core assumptions Mm -hmm. and a lot of my being which is actually harming me Mm -hmm. by not allowing me to be in flow by not allowing me to live in light because it informs so many of the other bigger fears that then stem on from it yesterday i kept thinking about this in terms of relationships Mm. the faster you fall for someone the faster you fall out of love with them right Mm And it's this kind of what's good is followed by bad. And the more good is followed by more bad. Mm -hmm. The happier you are, the sadder you're going to be. The more in love you are, the harder it's going to be when you break up, right? Mm. The happier life you have, the harder it is to die. I can enjoy life, but I have this thing hanging over my head constantly, which is one day it'll be done. And that fear of one day life is going to be done Mm -hmm. is the same thing that gets echoed when we all think, Mm -hmm. oh, things are too good to be true. Yeah. Let's hold on for dear life. Or, oh my God, I'm going to die. Because something is so overwhelming that it's going to kill you. I've never really had an issue with death. But until this moment, I didn't realize that how many of my hangups and how many of the beliefs that I have about life are informed by the very nature of life and then death. Well, you and about everybody else on this planet, yeah. by the way. It's just fascinating. So I guess in order to start unpicking those bigger things of black and white, good until it's shit, and mm-hmm. fear of the unknown, yeah. we need to first reconstruct our relationship with death. Precisely. And once we see that life and death is actually grey, mm-hmm. we can then allow for everything else to become grey afterwards. Yes. That is the building block. Now you understand why we had to do abundance just before this one too. No. No. Not there yet. No. (laughs) (laughs) Is it because abundance is enjoying the joy of life, that the fear of lack is the fear of the future? So Mm -hmm. it's, again, the fear of the unknown, which, again, is the fear of death. A bit of that, yes. But it is about making most of one's life. But the fear of death has defined so much of our lives and our yeah. constructs. Yeah, and it defines how we interact with each other. Like, it's the worst-case yes. scenario. Oh, yes, that it's, everything has an expiration yeah. date. It defines so many of our relationships. Yeah. It's not even just individual, but it's also institutional. It's religion, but even government sort of prey upon fear of death. Therefore, we need protection. Therefore, we need to anticipate yeah. outcomes. But I don't really want to talk about the afterlife today. Oh, that's not what we're talking about. No, no, we're not going to necessarily get there. And also, everybody has their own belief systems around that. And we're not necessarily here to challenge it. No. We're not here to add some other idea to the already busy business of death. We're just asking how your views on death are impacting your life. And to consider that those views and those fears, how much not only do they shape your attitudes, but then to also consider that the way that they limit your interaction with the world. And Mm. relationships. So let's sort of talk about the physical body for a moment. And this is the one thing I will say. So while we're not talking about afterlife, we are who we choose to be. Physical body is merely just the way in which we express ourselves to the rest of the world. If you consider that we are more than our bodies, that we are more than our egos, we are more than our souls, we're more than this experience and story, how we live in the present is often out of fear of the future, out of fear of death. It defines all of our actions now. My expectations for the future Mm -hmm. are 
currently my one source of discomfort, my one source of unhappiness, because yeah. I'm getting let down because well, I'm having all these expectations. We're all energy, yes, right? We are living conscious beings. The only thing that we can be kind of sure of mm -hmm. is the present. Absolutely. So the moment that we're living in mm -hmm. becomes the moment we need to be present in. But not in a way where you just say, well, fuck it all. I'm going to spend all my money and I'm going to live like I'm going to die tomorrow. It's allowing your consciousness to be completely and entirely there in that. Because most people, even if they say they're in the now, they're still thinking about tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And I guess this brings us back to the Never Mindfulness podcast when we Very were talking much. about being mindful, mm -hmm. is that when you're in the now, it's also about allowing whatever emotions mm -hmm. that you're feeling to come up and be processed and come out. Yes. So don't try and block things down. Mm -hmm. But being in the now of however you're feeling and allowing that moment to be yes. allows you to flow. Very much. Because you're only in ever the moment that you're meant to be in, rather than you're jumping across time. And this is why a lot of our previous podcasts have been about dealing with the past. Because we can't be in the present if we haven't healed the trauma and disappointments and patterns of the past. They just keep coming in and coming in and entering. So how can we tell people to not be scared of death? It's ingrained in us as humans. Well, that's where I kind of touched upon understanding that we are more than just our human selves. We are more than just how we define this human existence, which is through our physical bodies and this physical experience on our earth plane. So it's kind of whatever belief you have, mm -hmm. whatever you subscribe to, of life after death. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe in life after death? That's okay. But that's just what you believe in peace after death. Right. Or just that if nothing happens, that's okay too. Then you don't fear it at all. That's great. Whatever attitude you have about death and dying and beyond, you're not allowing your future or your mm. life to be defined by that fear, which is fear of inevitability. But then it's also allowing you to fear your divinity because then you sort of think, I don't have a choice in this life. I think most people are scared of dying. Yeah. And I think sometimes you're so much in pain, physical or mental or mm -hmm. emotional, that you think you could die from the pain. Death is seen as a painful experience. It's yes. not just an experience of ceasing to exist. Mm -hmm. It's also an incredibly painful and hard concept. Yeah, It's the opposite of life in many people's minds. And I think we wouldn't be doing justice to this podcast mm -hmm if we didn't even pivot a perspective here. Yeah, because as much as we sometimes see life as struggle, we see that it's sweet enough that we'd rather have whatever we have to death. So we tend to create stories to process death. So many of our movies, violence in our stories has to do with death because yeah. we're constantly trying to process it. But the problem is, is that we've gotten to the point where we've created so many violent scenarios around death that we fear it more and more. We're still at this very new point in understanding death and talking about death. When we look at how it's portrayed in our media, it's still this really terrible, awful, painful struggle. But to the point where rather than allowing us to process it, we've gotten to a point where we've become desensitized and numb to it where we can't handle grief and sadness. As we talked about in a previous podcast, we've become so numb to our emotions through our coping mechanisms that we feel that we will be awash and destroyed if we feel anything. And that relationship to death is right there at that very moment of it will kill me if I have to confront this. So we're asking people to confront the idea of death? Yes. And to make peace with it? Yes. 
to find wholeness with it. Is it less about dissolving the fear and more about just accepting that it exists? Acknowledging that it exists. Acknowledge that that fear exists and how much it defines how we li- how you live. Acknowledging your fear of death mm-hmm. means then you're able to acknowledge how many of your other fears stem from your fear of death. Mm-hmm. And then you can make your own decision yes. as to how much you want your fear of death to impact living your life. Yes. The more you can acknowledge how you feel about death, the more you can see how the concept of death is affecting your life, mm-hmm. the more then you can change the bits that you don't like. So, for example, for me, I just realized that my fear of the other shoe dropping yes. stems from a serious fear yes. of after life comes death, mm-hmm. right? Now that I know this, mm-hmm. when that fear props up again in different mm-hmm. places, I now have the tools to challenge it. Yeah. I now understand where its core comes from. Mm-hmm. And whether or not I can make peace with the idea of death remains to be seen. But whether or not now I can ascribe why I'm feeling these other fears alleviates them slightly. Once you understand why you fear something, yeah. you can own it. My fear of death. It's a concept you already understand as a legitimate fear. Mm-hmm. It allows all your other fears to become more approachable when they're linked with it. Well, that's interesting. So then ironically, the more we're able to acknowledge how we feel about death, the more peaceful our lives become. Very much. Because we are extinguishing our fears. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Our fears that have spun off from our fear of death. Yeah. The side fears, as they were, which I, I, for a very long time personally, (laughs) thought were core fears. (laughs) But turns out we're just the side fears. Mm -hmm. I'm really impatient. I say this to you all the time. You see my impatience. My impatience is totally linked with time is running out. Mm -hmm. I have a massive fear of the unknown. I see everything, I try not to, but I see everything in black and white. I think it's going to get bad once it gets good. These we've traced back on this podcast today, all to my fear of death. Mm -hmm. Therefore, in acknowledging my fear of death, Mm -hmm. these fears that have controlled every aspect of my decision making Mm -hmm. become a lot more approachable and all of a sudden have a reason. (laughs) Amazing. So then with that reason, right, (laughs) I can integrate them. Yeah. I can understand them, Mm -hmm. and in understanding them, I can learn to extinguish them. Or at least I can learn to incorporate them in a way where they are no longer scary. No. At some point, I will come at peace with what happens once this life is done. Mm -hmm. But until then, at least I can acknowledge how that fear is impacting my life and make a decision to live before I've died. The irony is that the more at peace we are with our own death, the less tolerant we become of violence. Because we find wholeness in ourselves. Because violence outside of us is really just the projection. It's happening to somebody else. Yeah. It's inevitable. It's all, but it's not me. You're dying, but I'm still alive. Yes. It's the comparing. It's the, it's not me. I'm not connected to that person. So violence in our stories is, again, how we process everything. Well, you can see that in a very physical context with what becomes acceptable in a society. Stoning an adulteress Mm. was acceptable. Putting a witch to the stake was acceptable. The minute a human does something and other people allow it to happen, Mm -hmm. it becomes more acceptable so more people do it. So yes, one act from one person does affect all of us. It does. It does. And then it just perpetuates the violence and the killing. But the more we deal with that and the more we acknowledge our issue 
with death and we can then embrace the idea and find some wholeness with it is the moment we become less tolerant because we're no longer numbing ourselves to death we are facing it yes so by for example as we were saying before by me acknowledging my fear of death Mm -hmm. i don't particularly now want to see other people dying no Whereas before, I was numbing my fear, I was squashing my fear of death down, and it was manifesting itself through other fears. Mm. So I was okay watching extreme violence and people dying because I had numbed everything. When you told me what we were talking about today, I thought it was going to be woo-woo, past life, we're all one, (laughs) and there is no such thing as death. Mm. You know, I didn't realize what we were really talking about Mm -hmm. was how death affects life. Yes. It's funny how you can talk about death, but then realize that you're not really talking about death. And there is certainly such a thing as death. It exists. We know that. How we perceive what comes after is entirely up to us. But another way of looking at death Mm -hmm. is rebirth. And that can be whilst you're still alive. The old you can die many times when new experiences happen, Mm -hmm. one way or another. Oh, yes. Right? We can have many deathings in a single lifetime. So in a way, there's nothing to fear about death because you've probably already died many, many times. (laughs) Yes, that's right. In this life. Mm -hmm. I mean, to break it down really simply, where something has happened, good or bad, and your life has changed totally. Whether it is you walked into that coffee shop one day and you met the love of your life. There you go. Death of your single life. Whether it is something horrific happened and you lost someone close to you or you had some trauma that then shaped your future for a little bit. Mm -hmm. That was the death of an old you. Every time we learn something new, every time we experience something new, every time our life changes in one way or another, the old version of us is dying. So you can be afraid of death. But the reality is, we've all died in this one life many, many times, and we're still alive to tell the tale. We're living it. We are living death every day. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. 